Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Are you ready to do this? Let's do it. (laughs) You're doing it whether you want to or not because I I already hit record. (laughs) I think that you have to go first this time. I feel like I've gone first. I definitely went first last time. Um, Or I say that. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know who has or has not gone first lately, but no, you know what? Our last episode was Meet the Podcasters, so nobody went first. Well, someone had to go first, (laughs) kind of. I guess. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm happy to go first. Tell me. (laughs) Tell me about the good read. So I thought you were going to say, tell me about, and then the name of the book I was going to tell you about, and I was going to be like, how did you know? (laughs) (laughs) But no, I I am telling you about a book called Under the Whispering Door by T.J. Klune. Okay, I have not heard of it. Okay. Have you heard of T.J. Klune or any of his, he wrote House in the Cerulean Sea. Nope. He wrote The Extraordinaries. Okay. The Extraordinary sounds more familiar, but no. His, it also sounds like every TV show. That's true. His books are like a warm hug. You say that a lot. I've said that about one other book, okay? <laughs> okay. A, a single other book. Now okay. you're making me question my description of these books, but it's so, true. It's not a cozy mystery. It's not a cozy mystery. Okay. It's, it's Okay, before I get into my book, I have been having so much trouble reading lately okay (laughs) you didn't know where I was going with with that with what tell me (laughs) just life in general um like I've you I mean I've been so busy with work and all the events and everything and so it's like every time I try to read I just can't focus or I can't get into a book or um I don't know so I've only read like I mean, I've barely been reading. I've been switching back and forth between podcasts and books. I've only read maybe 50 <laughs> books in the last two weeks. And it's, so I... I've just really slowed down. really slim in regard to the topics to discuss. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I understand that. I think lots of people go through... Phases, phases, for sure. But what I was going to say is because you said cozy mystery. Usually when I can't get into books... Uh, like cozy mysteries are my fallback. Okay. Like I can, I can always kind of get my, not always, but I can usually get myself out of a rut. Yeah. If I read a cozy mystery did not work this time. Oh no. Yeah. I was just like, I'm, it's, I'm just, so I was like, well, let me quit trying to force books. Let me do podcasts. And I like, you know, every once in a while I was kind of like, okay, I can focus on this podcast, but yeah, but I'm starting to get back into it. Okay. So anyway, yeah, tell me, tell me more about before, your, your read that before you did. My, exactly. Before my reading rut, right? I listened to yeah. Under the Whispering Door by TJ Klune and the thing is it's about like death in the afterlife, so it's okay. kind of weird to say that it feels like a warm hug. Um like maybe a little <laughs> like you might be concerned about me for saying that. But um, I'm the wrong person. <laughs> 
<laughs> to say that that would be concerning. That sounds great to me. But, but okay, so let me tell you about the book. So we have Wallace, who is like not a super great guy. We meet him right before he dies. Okay. And he's like firing his secretary and it's just really awful. Like he seems like a horrible person. Scrooge. Yes. Very Scrooge. Very much a Scrooge. And then like that's chapter one, chapter two, he has a heart attack and dies. So it's like a very (laughs) quick, I don't know if it's actually chapter one and chapter two, but it's a very quick thing. And so um, he is like at his own funeral and this young woman comes up and is like, hi, I'm going to be your guide <laughs> like, to the afterlife or whatever. And she's considered a reaper. Okay. There's multiple reapers. Sure. And so she's his reaper and she is taking him to meet Hugo. And Hugo is the ferryman who will help him get to the other side, whatever's on the other side. Sure. Okay. So, you know, it's... um. The funny thing is, I was like, what a, um, what an original book. This is just so original, the afterlife, and there's this person guiding them through the afterlife. And then I started editing one of our previous episodes where you talked about Golden Girl, and I was like, oh my God, it's the exact same concept. (laughs) That's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, is she going to get there or? Yeah, I did. I made the connection. So I did start listening to Golden Girl. They're very different books. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah. but but it is funny how they were similar in concept. Yeah. And when I was listening to you talk about Golden Girl, I was like, that's so weird. Like, <laughs> what a strange book. And well, then for Ellen. Yes, it is for Ellen. Yeah. But then listening to Under the Whispering Door, I was just like, oh, how original and how wonderful. But anyway, so Hugo owns a tea shop. Hugo's alive, May's alive. Okay. They just help people get to the other side. Okay. So Hugo owns a tea shop and within his tea shop, he helps deceased souls move on. So like in real life, he serves tea and scones to people, but like in the background (laughs) on another level, there's dead people in his shop. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry, that laugh was weird. Um, Yeah. So. I liked that explanation. (laughs) Thank you for that level of detail. You're welcome. So um, then we also have uh, Hugo's grandfather, Nelson, who is deceased, but he's like still hanging out in the tea shop because he's just not ready to move on from his grandson. And, you know, his grandson is, you know, he's got his own real world problems and his grandfather's just like look I gotta help you through this kind of thing you know so is he like a medium like Hugo's like he he can converse with with the deceased right he can converse with the deceased he can't touch them okay but may she can like do this thing where she snaps her fingers and she can interact with the other world and then she snaps him again and she can interact with the real world so she's a okay. reaper, so she can go between oh, the two worlds. She's a reaper. She's the one that came to the funeral. Exactly. So she's to, like, not collect alive. Him. She is alive. She is alive, but she's a reaper. I'm clearly not doing a very good job no, you of explaining are. I'm, I'm this. I'm thinking about a lot of books that I have read, and there are reapers in them, and those are like angels. Right. Yeah, so this concept is a little bit different of how okay. we typically I think understand of reapers. Now. May and Hugo, alive. Her role is a reaper. She can go to the other side and come back with a snap of the finger. Exactly. And Hugo can only interact with the spiritual 
realm in the in reality yeah like he can see and talk to the deceased but he he can't like touch them or or anything like that this is fascinating i'm reading this (laughs) i don't even know what else there is but i like it well essentially you know wallace is obviously this terrible person and so there's this huge character arc and development and him coming to terms with the person that he was and becoming a better person after life and you know there's this door at the top of the house that once you have made your peace with your death and you move on through the door or whatever and Mm -hmm. so it's about him getting to that point of going through the door and that kind of stuff but um it was it was like I don't know. It was just this cozy way to think about and come to terms with death in the afterlife. Yeah. It sounds really good. It was, it was, yeah, it's weird to be like, yes, this book about death was so good and enjoyable. But I mean, it, I want to read it. But it was, it was really, yeah. really good. And I love TJ Klune. I've loved everything that I've read by him. Okay. That's good so to know. So definitely, yeah. Check if you like this, check out his other stuff for okay. sure. Awesome. Yeah. Let me let me just tell you his other books. Yes. So House in the Cerulean Sea is <laughs> is about um it's an there's another like Scrooge type character in it. And it's this man who his job is to make sure there's these like magical children and his job is to make sure that these magical children are be- being like taken care of properly in orphanages and stuff. Um and then uh The Extraordinaries is about these two teenagers and one of them like really wants to be a superhero and yeah but they're it's i just love his books they're really awesome they sound good i i mean the short descriptions sound good too yeah i will definitely check it out i think the most recent one that you just gave a whole synopsis on sounds up my alley yes i think that is probably the most the one that you would most enjoy yeah but they're all very wonderful great Good to know. What's what's your book? What are you telling me about today? I just finished this today, actually, um, but I already knew halfway through that I wanted to talk about it because I liked it. Um, it's called Ghosts by Dolly Alderton. Are we like both talking about? No. <laughs> oh, okay. It's about ghosting someone. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Tell me about it. So, um, the main character is Nina Dean. She is in her early 30s. She's a food writer. Um, She has a bunch of friendships that she's cultivated over the years, um, including a close bond with her ex-boyfriend, Joe, who has, they've been broken up for two years. He has a new girlfriend, but they're like besties, which is, you know, whatever. Um, (laughs) To each their own. (laughs) Um, but no, they have a cute relationship and, um, she has, it's been two years since she's dated anyone. So she's kind of taken a break from dating. She was an English teacher at high school and she decided to kind of find herself in those two years. She'd never been single and she decided that she was going to write books that are kind of memoir based on her life, but that also are kind of like cookbookish okay and like food blog I, I don't know why I always love when food is involved in a yeah. book like yeah I'm always here for it and she doesn't go into as much detail as you would think with the food it right. just kind of tells you she's a food writer and she does talk about some cool places that she eats at and things like that um but 
so she's kind of gotten all of the aspects of her dream job and being successful on her own. And she just moved into a new apartment in London. And um, so she's a first time homeowner, but she's missing. So this takes place in England. Yes. Like she's British. She's British. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Yep. Um, so, you know, she feels like everything's falling in place, but she doesn't have a significant other. And she's at the point in her life where she feels like she's ready to date again. She also is having some um, family issues. Her dad has been diagnosed with dementia, and he's slowly going down that Mm. road, unfortunately. And her mom is kind of um, not acknowledging that that, there's a problem. That there's a problem because she just doesn't want to acknowledge it. She can't really handle it right now. She's in denial. She's in denial. So the mom is a little bit younger than the dad. And so she's kind of like in her midlife crisis almost. Um, funny fact, her name is Nancy, but she decides one day that she wants to be called Mandy <laughs> because it's fun. <laughs> and her, and Nina is like, but that's not your name. You can't just And she's that. like, I can, I can do that, Nina. And so she starts telling everyone her name is Mandy and then people are calling her Mandy and she's like, her name is Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's a funny aspect of the book that I always like when it gets brought up. Um, so she goes on this dating website and the first date that she goes on is with this guy named Max and he's dreamy, of course. And she has an instant connection with him and they talk all night and they kiss and he tells her that he's going to marry her one day. Okay. That's intense. (laughs) Yeah. So they start, she doesn't hear from him for a few days. They end up like start talking they form this relationship for about three three and a half months and then zip and then he ghosts her yeah okay okay so it's really just um her coming to terms with all of these things in her life her dad's illness her mom's denial of it trying to get back out there but then running into this situation joe is getting married so she's like Dealing with the fact of, like, people in her life moving on. Her friends are having babies and moving to the suburbs. And she's thought she was in a good place, and now she feels like she's going backwards. Right. Um, so it, it's just, it's a really good book, especially for people. I know, obviously, I'm not still dating, but it it's so many stories that I hear from people who I know who do online dating that... You could have a, like, you think you're in a relationship, and then you just don't hear from this person again. That's what freaks me out about online dating. Well, there's many things that freak me out about online but dating. But then I, I know a lot of people who have met the done online on dating there. and have, like, married the people that yeah. they've met. And it's just, um, it's such an interesting concept because I, I missed that. Like, right. Like, I was in my early 20s when I met Michael, and not that it wasn't a thing, but it wasn't as big of a thing for us yet. So I never did it. And um, it's it's just... So is this book a romance, or it's more of just like a women's fiction kind of... It has romantic aspects of it, but I would not call it a rom-com. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I mean, it sounds fun, and then also I like that it's British, yeah, yeah. The British part of it's great, and I think the writing's really, really good. And um, there's a whole montage 
part of it where they go back and forth, like texting each other. And it, you can tell that it's like a slow decline, like something's oh. up. Oh, and cringe. it's so cringy. Yeah. <laughs> and she knows it, but she's just like trying. And then it's, it's like weeks of her texting. And so it'll be like, um, Nina texted on December 2nd at 5.34 p.m. And she'll like say something and she'll like be like, I hope everything's okay. I know you've been really stressed at work. And then it's like he doesn't reply for another three days, but it's, she's already replied again. Oh, my God. Girl. And then he'll reply and he'll be like, yeah, it's very stressful. Thanks for checking in. And then like nothing. And then it just slowly gets worse and worse and worse. Like one word answers. And then he just completely stops. Ugh. And it's just so, because <laughs> I've had, you know, in dating, that's happened, like, even with it not being online dating. Where it just, like, kind of peters out. Yeah, but you don't know what's going on. And then you're like, oh, okay. Just be straight, people. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> very, very good book. I, I highly recommend it. Um, I, it came out last year around this time. But um, I, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It sounds fun. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the tea. Okay. That we're drinking. Do you like it? I don't mind it. Okay. So go ahead and judge us. We're drinking Harney and Sons again. <laughs> but the thing is, I have a Harney and Sons tea of the month subscription. So this is one of the ones that I got in the subscription. And with that, they send like a, <laughs> not that I'm like trying to sell this to people. I'm just we explaining it. Getting, we are not sponsored. <laughs> I do need to like email them though yeah. and just be like, hi, do you want to sponsor us? They're going to be like, um, no, go away. But, um, so anyway, you get like a full, like, I think it's 20 or 30 sachet 10 mm-hmm. of tea. And then you get this little five sachet. Or sachet. Is it sachet? I was like, sachet. Is that the thing where you like sachet? I'm I'm wiggling back and forth. I don't. Or is it a sachet? (laughs) Why do we do this every time? I called it a satchel, so I don't know. (laughs) That's true. I forgot you did that. (laughs) I think it's sachet. I think sachet. I'm going to go with sachet. (laughs) Even though I started at sachet. And then we'll look it up after this and know for sure. In the future. So anyway, this, it also comes with a small five sachet tin of tea. Fun fact, I ordered the uh, tea of the month subscription and it's supposed to like automatically charge your card every month and whatever. Well, they charged my card and I got the first month in and then like second month came around and I was like, huh, where's my tea? I didn't get anything, so I emailed them, and oh, sorry, and the first box that you get comes with a mug, like mm-hmm. a Harney and Sons mug, mm-hmm. and my mug was broken, uh. but I was like, you know what, I've got so many mugs, I'm not going to like bother them with that, so then the second month comes around, and I didn't get any tea, so I emailed them, and I was like, hey, I thought I was subscribed to the tea of the month, and they're like, oh, sorry, we had a little glitch in the system, and some of our tea of the month subscribers, like it didn't get like into the I don't know into the queue where you'd get it every month so she was like just go on and repurchase your your tea of the month subscription and I was like okay whatever so I did that and so they sent me another like opening box so I got another mug (laughs) so I was like oh I got my broken mug replaced (laughs) anyway you were so bored by that story so this tea (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, anyway, so this tea is called Hot Cinnamon Sunset. It comes in a beautiful orange tin. And I love that the description of it is a remarkably assertive tea. Yes. Because it's very assertive. It is very assertive. She put the sachet <laughs> <laughs> up to my nose before we steeped it in hot water. And uh, I was like, whoa. Like almost sneezed. It I definitely s- opened up my senses for a moment. I still kind of feel like I need to sneeze, but it's... Do you like it? I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't love cinnamon tea. It's I, not a bad one. I feel like I'm drinking potpourri. I, I, it tastes like, you're like, I I love to drink potpourri, so it's great. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, it tastes like holiday-ish, which I like. It kind of has like a spiced. I do like that. Yeah. It has a little, a little fruitiness on top of the spice. So it's not just like straight cinnamon in my mouth. So it has black tea, orange peel, cinnamon and cloves. Yeah. But it, it's not fruity. No, it's not fruity. I'm just I'm saying just, for people who yes, want to get it, it, it is not fruit forward. There's just another layer yeah. to it that um, that I like. It is not offensive. It wouldn't be something I would drink all the time. It's not, it's not offensive, but it is assertive. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> quite, quite assertive. <laughs> you were like, that's very bold. I'm like, no, it's assertive. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's 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 all right. It's good for this time of year. I wouldn't drink it at any other time except like fallish. Right, fall-ish I wouldn't want to drink time. this in the no, spring. That would never. be a little off. I wouldn't do it. Um, hmm. can, so can I spill the tea today? Yeah. Okay, because I want to spill the tea, not necessarily on a particular book. I mean, I am going to talk about a specific book, but it wasn't the book that I disliked. It was the way it was marketed. That okay. that really bugged me. So the book is called. A Holly Jolly Diwali, 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 which is like an Indian holiday. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what does that make you think of? If I say Holly Jolly Diwali. Makes me think of an Indian Christmas celebration. Yeah, me too. So that's what I thought I was getting. Oh. Christmas. Like I waited until we hit November 1st so that I could be like, yes, holiday, Christmassy book, let's do it. And then I listened to it. And it wasn't at all holiday. It was a romance. It was a rom-com. I loved the fact that it, I love reading about Indian culture. Like I love books set in the Indian culture. Like she lives in Seattle, but she went to India for a wedding. And like, you know, the premise was fun and good and everything. But I was like, Christmas book, yay. And then it was not Christmas at all. And even the cover has like Christmas lights on it. Yeah. And there now Christmas was mentioned like once in the book, like one of the days was Christmas day. However, so I, I'm like probably two thirds of the way into this and I'm like, okay, did I miss something? Like, why did I think this was Christmas and it's not? So I went on Goodreads and like read the little, you know, caption or whatever. It gave away the ending. What? Yes. What? It gave away. Did, what, did you read any of the reviews where people were like, what? I did. So I was like, okay, hold on. Let me go check out and see what other people said about this. And like some people were like, oh, it wasn't for me. And some people were like, this was such a good book. Nobody 
had any issue with the fact that it wasn't a Christmas book, even though it has a Christmas title. And, and that the Christmas ending was lights on the front. Yes. So I feel like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of annoying. Yeah, it really is. The book was decent, but just know that (laughs) it's not not a holiday book if that's what you think, if that's what you're going for. That's really odd. Yeah. I was not pleased. Have you read anything else by that author? Yes. So the author is Sonia Lali. Okay. And I had also read a grown-up pose by her. I didn't realize that it was the same author until I went to put it on Goodreads. I did not like a grown-up pose at all. So if I had realized, I probably wouldn't have read this book. But um, but this one was, you know, like I'll, I'll try more stuff from her now. Um, but yeah, that just, you know, it bummed me out. Yeah, I could see why. Let me show you the cover. Please do. So you can see the Christmas lights on it that, um, oh, well, you know what? It doesn't. It's um fireworks <laughs> but they're like red and green i've and seen that cover yeah well so it's not christmas but it's called a holly jolly diwali yeah i totally would have thought it was christmas but yeah those those, those are not christmas lights. Not. <laughs> <laughs> okay well they are it is a lot of red and green or like half red and green <laughs> can you just it's, yeah give me this one please i think holly jolly in itself would have, um, I would have assumed it was Christmas, yeah. just like you. So anyway, that's my complaint for today. Got it. That's, yeah, that would be a complaint of mine. <laughs> and the fact that it was given, the ending was given away. That was ridiculous. Like straight up given away? Well, no. It wasn't like, and this is the end. But it's, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but it said, it said something like that. And on Christmas morning, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, listening, listening, listening. I was like, but we haven't gotten to Christmas yet. Like, what's, where's this thing that's supposed to happen? Well, it happens at the very end of the book. (laughs) It doesn't sound like something that I'm interested in. Yeah. I mean, I I wasn't like trying to discourage people from reading the book. I just wanted it out there that. You don't want people to be as disappointed as you are. Exactly. I totally understand that. Yeah. The listeners, thank you, Jamie. (laughs) You're welcome, listeners. (laughs) You want me to tell you it's been keeping me sane? Yes, I was just about to ask you. So we have um, a carpenter coming to redo our closets in our house because we have no space. And it's been a bit back and forth of trying to get this scheduled. Oh, dear. And he started today. Yay! Yes, I'm very excited, and I'm ready for it to be done so that I can get everything cleaned and hung up properly. And So is this like an, a reorganization kind of thing, or is this like a give you more space give kind of thing? Give us more space. Yeah. Yeah, because um, we don't have a lot of closet space. The house was built in the 50s, and it just mm. wasn't built like... You just didn't have clothes in the <laughs> 50s. <laughs> they didn't have anything to wear, so... Uh, <laughs> they just wore the same dress, the same like, house dress this, every day. small hole in this wall will do fine for my two frocks um but anyway so we we, um yeah with the baby she's gonna have more clothes than both of us yep that's so she needs her own closet um and so we are making the master closet a closet for both michael and i 
Oh, because was he using the closet yeah. that's in the nursery? Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Um, and then just making the nursery one a little bit more functional, because for those out there who don't know, I'm very short. <laughs> <laughs> Top shelves are a mystery to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's going to put in a lower bar so that I can put like all the stuff for now size wise there and put all the older stuff at the top one and then just like shuffle yeah because I can barely reach the top bar like when I hang up some of Michael's stuff like but Michael's tall so he can just do all the hanging if I'm by myself and I want to like go in there and put 10 outfits on her like a doll I don't want him to know (laughs) (laughs) okay well that okay But I'll get you Jamie, a step she has stool. Lots of, she has lots of outfits, and we need to make sure that she is able to wear all of them before she grows out of them. So. That's really going to be your major concern no, when she's born. I don't born, really, really care. I'm joking. <laughs> I know, I know. But, um, but yeah, but Mom I, and I are joking. Like, we're going to have to put, like, she's going to have to have wear five outfits a day. To <laughs> outfit sure. changes. But um, anyways, it's just going to be more functional. He's making some, like, um, kind of modular cubbies to where there'll be different sizes. We can stack them and then that's cool. We can move them out of the closet if we want to later on and like use them in the room if we need to. So he's just doing a few things that are going to be really helpful um, to where we can put like diapers at the top of the closet. And yeah. Just, Why would you put those at the top when you can't reach? So you would have like I'm some just, down. Just <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> So I am Take getting out. I am getting you a step stool for Christmas. I have but, one, but you know. <laughs> so you know when I went to uh, I went to Newport, Rhode Island earlier this year with my family, and they have um, a bunch of like old, huge mansions in Newport, Rhode Island, which I didn't know until we went there. And in the in one of them, like I was taking pictures like I was giving a tour to Instagram (laughs) of the mansion but in one of the giant houses I think it was one of the Vanderbilt houses Mm. um there was like the wife's closet had a bed in it and so I posted on Instagram I was like this is the giant closet for Mrs. Vanderbilt where she changed clothes seven times a day like literally (laughs) and I was like I'm not sure where these are why there's a bed in there and everyone responded and was like because she has to change clothes seven times a day that's exhausting (laughs) it's like oh yeah that's a good point like take a nap in between like clothing changes. Bed, it wasn't just like a like a chaise lounge or however you say that a chaise lounge yeah i'm probably saying that wrong too Mer- no it was like a legit bed oh wow yeah i don't know if it was like set up that way original to the house or if they sure. were just like here's this bed we found let's put it in the <laughs> closet for it's an antique where yeah. shall it go yeah i don't know but hmm. anyway sorry that was a side story <laughs> Do you want to know what's keeping me of sane? Of course, I've been aside, waiting. Aside from my anxiety medication. Because <laughs> it's been a rough week. Yeah. Um, no, so I get uh, boxes of produce from Imperfect Foods every week. Mm. And yeah. yeah, have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. And have. so it's like, you know, to try to save the environment, they take all the fruit and vegetables and everything that aren't perfect Right. And, um, but still tastes perfectly fine (laughs) and give them to you. Um, they don't give them to you. I have to pay for them. (laughs) But anyway. Here, these are yours. (laughs) So I got my last box of, of imperfect foods and I had like, uh, I had, you can also get like 
meats and stuff like that through it. So, and it's like grass fed beef and heirloom chicken and all this kind of stuff. So I got this box with like fillets and chicken and broccoli and Brussels sprouts and I don't even remember what else. And then I had to go out of town. So I was like, mom, if you want this food, you can have it. So she took the food and then she cooked it all and gave me half of it. That is so nice. So this week, which has been the week from hell. Yes. I have had home cooked meals every night. So nice. Yeah. It's, it really truly has saved my life. She's an angel. And she doesn't even know how to listen to this podcast, so she's never going to hear me <laughs> thanking her for it. <laughs> Except she can probably hear me from downstairs. But <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really been quite wonderful. So. It sounds really wonderful. I mean, there's nothing better than having a rough day and coming home to an already ready meal. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of meals, I'm getting quite hungry, so... Yeah. Shall we? Let's go eat. Call it a night. Teddy is growling at us and he says it's time to end the podcast. So goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Ink Drinkers Pod. Cheers! Cheers.